just when I thought I knew what I was doing, but it does not matter. Um, maybe it's because this is such a meridikasicha this morning. It's, uh, it's really, really, really quite, quite remarkable. Aleph. Um, so just to make sure everybody knows, we're in Parshas Re'eh, Chelek Yutes. It's Sicha Beis. Today we're doing Sicha Beis. And um, it's an exploration of um, a recurring and very important theme in Hasidus about the Indian of Bechira, of choice. Aleph. Ksiv Seinu. By Vahaya Hamakama Shayifha Hashem Gaimer. Bahainu Bais Habakir Birishalayim. So our Parsha uh, references the place that Hashem will choose. And we understand and we're taught that this is the base Habkhira, the chosen home, as it were, the base Hamikdash, which was in Yerushalayim. Shama Taviu Gaimer Ilasechem Bizifchechem. That is where you shall offer your burnt offerings and uh, the various carbonos, the various sacrifices. Umin Halashin Asher Yifchar Hashem. And from the exact terminology, which is that God will choose, Mashma Shemalas Hamakum, Shehi Sibas Hatsibu Shama Taviu. So it's understood that what makes this place different, what makes it stand out, what makes it extraordinary is that that is the place that God chose. And for that reason, that is where you should bring your carbonates exclusively. But before God chose that place, and before Hashem chose this place, <clears throat> there was nothing extraordinary, there was nothing noteworthy about this place that differentiated from other places. It was only when Hashem chose it that it became different. And because it did not have this quality and this distinction, and therefore we understand that Hashem could have chosen any other place. And as Chazal teach, until Hashem chose Yerushalayim, all of Eretz Yisrael was um was valid was um was 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 worthy of of having mizbechays of having altars set up in any which city of Israel. And then it goes on to say that until Har Hamaria, until the mountain upon which sits. The base Hamidrash upon which sat the base Hamidrash, which is referred to here as the eternal home. All of Yerushalayim was fit for the Shechina, for God's presence to rest there. Kilomar, that is to say, Yerushalayim, 
ועל דרך זה, בבייס הלומים, על פני שער ירושלים. So again, the Rebbe recaps and he says, this is to say, that until Yerushalayim was chosen, you could have brought Karbanos anywhere. You could have set up a Mizbeach in any city in Israel. And until that mountain was chosen, all of Yerushalayim was equally uh, roy, was, e- was equally um, worthy of having God's presence rest upon it. Aval HaRambam, Kosav Behilchaz Beisabchira, but the Rambam writes, in his halachas about the Beis HaMikdash, ha-mizbeach The spot upon which the Mizbeach was placed is with great precision. And therefore, one can never change it to any other place, eternally. Like it says, This is the altar upon which burnt offerings should be brought for, for B'nai Yisrael. Ulahalansham, and, and there, in the, in, later on in those same halachas, in, in that halacha, mana kama v'kama maile shal mokam zekhaidim shenifchar. And then he continues to enumerate, um, famously, uh, other great things that happened in exactly that place before it was chosen. Hu ha-mokam shebana by Avraham Mizbeach, this is a place Avraham built an altar. Shebana by Noach, Noach built an altar there. Sheikri v'alof Kain v'Hevel, that very contentious offering was brought by the two brothers Kain and Hevel in that spot. Uboi hikriv Adam Arishin, and Adam Arishin brought a carbon there. Umisham Nifra, and and the Ram continues to say, and actually that's exactly from which spot Adam Arishin was created. And simply, it would seem that the Rambam's intention in enumerating all of these noteworthy historic events that happened on this spot, so it would seem that he's telling us that the reason that this is precisely the spot that the Mizbeach should be on. And for this reason, it's not ever changed eternally. It's not only because Hashem chose this spot. At first blush, it would seem that the Rambam is kind of bolstering um, his contention that that this is ground zero of holiness, that this is the absolute nexus. And to prove that to you, he's showing you what else happened on this spot. And all of these events happened before Hashem chose it to be the place where the Beis HaMikdash would be written. And so I'll be simply speaking, as we approach it at first blush, it seems that <clears throat> he's saying, actually, there are other things that happened here it's not just random that Hashem chose this place. The Acharenim wrote that actually that this is a matter of um, a difference of opinion between the Rambam and the Sefer Achinuch. The Chinuch opines that actually there is nothing inherently 
worthy of this spot more than any other spot <coughs> for the Shekhinah to rest. And the Chinuch maintains that the only thing that distinguishes this spot is that God chose it. Masha Inkain, in contradistinction, Laha Rambam, Masha Bachar Kadesh Baruch Hu Makam Zeh, Hu Mepneshu Hu Makam Seguli Mikaidem. And um, the Acharenim say that if you look at the Rambam's writings, it seems that the Rambam is opining that God chose this place because it was already a special place. It was already inherently worthy. It was already inherently distinguished. So we have to understand. From the Pasuk that Hashem chose this, this spot, and therefore you should bring your karbonos mashma, it would seem, shemalas makamzeh, that the distinguishing factor of this spot, hirak machmas yifchar Hashem, is solely because Hashem chose this space. It's solely mitzad bechiras hakadosh baruch hu b'makamzeh. It is solely because of God's choice. So according again to the Chinuch, which seems to jibe with exactly what the Pasuk is saying, that this space is special because God chose it. But from the Rambam, it seems that the distinguishing factor is not only, or maybe even especially, that God chose it, but rather because this was a place that had already been distinguished by generations of people who had gravitated to exactly this place. That there is a distinguishing factor that has already existed from the time of Adam Arishan. And therefore, this space is non-negotiable and irretractable, and that's it until the end of time. This is the space. Seif base. The Tzemach Tzedek brings down in a Sefer or Hatera a uh, difference of opinion of the Rishonim vis-a-vis the place or the geographic location that was chosen for the Mikdash and how it is perceived after the fact. So this difference of opinion has to do with the following. Did this place become a chosen place, but there is no inherent transformation of the location itself? Or is it that the Shechina rests there and the Shechina illuminates and suffuses and pervades the space and changes it? And for this, he brings an example. 
to understand the difference because right now it might sound like like what are we trying to parse here? Like, you know, it doesn't even seem to be a matter of semantics. I mean, Hashem chose it. That's where the the base image is going to be. That's where you're going to bring carbonase. What is what what is really the difference between is this a place that was chosen for this purpose, or is this a place that was transformed by that choice? So, brings down an example. In accordance with the Rambam, what he brings down in Mayer Nevuchim, the resting of the Shechina in the Mikdash is comparable to the way in which a person's intelligence flows through his fingers. Because that's how he writes down his ideas. But let's say a person has novel ideas, brilliant ideas, and he, and he writes them down with his fingers. But the seichel, his cognition, doesn't illuminate and rest in his fingers. Because the hand doesn't have an inherent connection to cognition. And still in all, but the way Hashem created the body, intelligent ideas can be conveyed through the fingers. And we don't write with the toes on our feet. We don't write with our noses. We don't write with our ears. And so when we say that the Shechina rests in the place that Hashem chose, it rests what's called B'derech Ma'avar. It's passing through. That place becomes a conduit for the Shechina in the same way that your fingers are a conduit for the ideas of your mind. That is one model. So this is a different machlekes. This is not the Rambam and the Chinuch. This is the Rambam and the Ramban. Ramban in accordance with the, with, with, with the opinion of the Ramban, the Ramban opines, no, that once Hashem chose that place, that place was transformed. That place is suffused and, and saturated with, with the Shechina. In the same way that the brain is saturated with the ideas. Even though the, the, the brain is itself a phys, is physical matter. In other words, I don't know a lot of science, but I'm hoping this works and Shoshana, you'll call me out if it doesn't. Both the fingers and the brains are made up of physical cells, but the brain has something we call brain matter. It, 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 it can be saturated with, with cognition, with ideas. The finger doesn't have a scintilla of brain matter. 
So when the ideas flow through the fingers, as it were, it's bederach mava. It's just passing. It's a it's a conduit. Whereas the ideas in the brain, they they ferment there. They 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 percolate there. The, the brain saturates these ideas. Because the brain was created in a way that it is shayach, that it, it has interface with cognition. And a person's intellect is vested in their brain. It's, it's a way in which it becomes enclosed in the brain and it resides there, it literally resides there. Okay, so one is a way in which maybe you could even say like the Shekhinah is squatting there, but it, it doesn't have an inherent connection to that place. It's the place. Just like your fingers are writing down what you're thinking. But the Ramban says, no, this place is like the brain is to ideas. It's a place that's Shaykh to this, that has a connection that inherently was transformed by Hashem's choice of that geographic location, changes it, it's suffused by it. And the Rebbe says, And it's logical that these two arguments are connected to one another. The argument between the Rambam and the Chinuch and the argument between the Rambam and the Ramban. I don't know if argument is the right word, uh, a, different, a difference of opinion. Again, so let's go back for a minute just to remind ourselves. Okay, so the Rambam is saying that the Mizbeach's space, the Mizbeach's resting place is non-negotiable, can never change, and tells us many things that happened in that place. And Alpipashto, simply speaking, it would seem that the Rambam is telling us that all of this that happened in this place before Hashem chose it points to the fact that there is an inherent quality about this place. It's not just any old place. The Sefer HaChinuch says, No, this is not a place that was especially worthy, that was especially distinctive. It's a place that God chose. So we seem to have two different things that the Rambam is saying. In one difference of opinion, he seems to be saying, no, this place is special. It has inherent features. But yet in this second plukta with the Ramban, he seems to be saying, no, no, it's like ideas that pass through the fingers. The fingers have no particular connection to ideas. They are simply the tool. They are simply the conduit through which we express these ideas. In the same way, this place, Har HaMaria, Beis HaBachira, it's, 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 it's a place like fingers are to ideas. But the Rebbe says it's logical to say that these two pluktas, that these two arguments, these two differences of opinion, Tluya Zubazu, are connected to each other. Logically speaking, the person that opines that the the place itself, the makam ha mikdash is seguli, is inherent 
worthy and special. So that dovetails with the idea that it's like ideas that are vested in the brain. That the brain is a particular vessel that is created for ideas. It's not like the hands. And it would seem that according to the same opinion that says that base that the that the harabayas is not a makam seguli, it's not particularly distinguished. It's simply a place that God chose. It's simply because Hashem chose it, and that is the only distinguishing factor. This should be, in the analog, the opinion of the one who says that it's kind of like ideas that go through the fingers. So that once we would line up these two pluktas logically, then, then we have to understand we have a problem. It seems like the Rambam is telling us two different things in two different places. It seems like in Hilchas Beis Habachira, he's saying that um, this is a place with a storied history. This is a special place. It's not just any place until Hashem chose it. But then in the second plukta with the Ramban, he seems to be saying that it's just Hashem chose it. Nothing special about this place before or inherently or intrinsically. Simply Hashem's choice. So in Gimel, the Rebbe says, but if you look closer, it's absolutely necessary. If you look more closely at the wording of the Rambam, it becomes absolutely clear that the Rambam in Beis HaBechira actually does not differ with the Sefer HaChinuch. Even though at first blush, it appears that they're saying, saying two different things, if you look more closely, you see that's not the case. That the Rambam is also saying that the fact that this is the exact place where carbonis have to be brought, the Rambam also is agreeing and saying that this place is special, not because people brought carbonis before that, even though we're talking about Adam and we're talking about Nayach and we're talking about Avram Avinu, we're talking about greats, but still in all, that's not the reason why this is the chosen place. But it's solely and only because of Hashem's choice. And the Rebbe says three points that force us to look more closely at the Rambam and understand him and to understand that it has to be this way. That he is also agreeing that this place is specially, special simply because Hashem chose it. Aleph, Kinnal, like we said above, Lashon In a number of places in, in the Torah, the Torah uses the word Hashem chose. 
ובחירה אמיתית אינה אלא כששני הדבורים הנבחר והשאר יש בהם כל התנאים המיילס המבוקשים. touches on, flirts with an idea that is developed in many places in Hasidus um, very, very deeply. And um, the celebrated Hasidic poet, also Binghamton alum, Josh November, has a, a more than one spectacular poem on the idea of Bechira that only, only God can actually choose because only God is uncompelled by other factors. Hasidus explains that like when you're choosing an aromatic tea over a pedestrian tea, that's not really Bechira because most people are drawn to something more special, something that smells special, something that will promises to make you fall asleep or get up or become or you know, whatever it is. We're all girls, you know, do something for your cycle. So that's not Bechira. You're choosing because it has certain aspects about it. And we are all impacted by those different factors that wink at us and actually compel our choice. So therefore, only Hashem, who is uncompelled, because only Hashem is impervious to any outside factors, can actually make a free choice. But this is a very beautiful and important and, and basic Indian Hasidus, but now, the Rebbe is simply saying it has to be that the Rambam is agreeing that there was nothing inherently different about the space before Hashem chose it, because we know the whole Indian of Bechira is only between things that are the same, and then you choose one dafke because you want that, but not because of a compelling factor, because the person that did your palette said that you look like a million dollars in lime green, but you look like a wilted potato in fuchsia. Then, then it's not a choice, because, because you have to choose the color that, that, that looks better on you, okay? So that's number one. That's one reason. Base Mifurish b'maymer hanal. Chazal Hanal. It says it specifically in the Maimar Chazal that we already referenced. It says specifically that all of Eretz Yisrael was suitable for for Mizbaches to to be uh, to be brought upon, which means that all of Eretz Yisrael offered the the same quality. It wasn't that the Har Hamaria had a quality that no other place had, and Gimel. And the Rebbe says, oh, Mashi Torek is asking, yeah, I, I, Mashi, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't want to um, go on a tangent, but now, <laughs> but now, now I have a good excuse. Um, Mashi's asking, does this follow about B'nai Yisrael as well? Absolutely, one million percent. And this was something that the Rebbe hammered home in so many ways and in so many places. We are not the chosen nation because we have higher SAT scores, larger states in the Hamptons, and most importantly, longer noses. No, that's not what makes a Jew special or different. The only distinguishing fact of a Jew is because we are the Am Hanifchar. We are the chosen nation. Vesuloi, and that's it. 
Now, if there are certain genetic markers about us, we have longer noses, okay? So we should remember Jackie Mason, his neshama should have an aliyah. He, he, he spoke incessantly about what Jews did with their, with their names and their noses when they came to this country. But um, the point is, there is nothing, it's not like we're smarter. They knew we were gonna win uh, this crazy preponderance of, 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 of Nobel prizes and therefore Hashem chose us. No. The only thing that makes us different is that Hashem chose us. And this is such an important thing to understand because people suffer so much. They think they'll do another mitzvah, they'll do another mitzvah, Hashem will love them more. What they don't understand is Hashem already loves you and that's why Hashem gave you mitzvahs to do. <laughs> you don't have to buy Hashem's love. You don't have to bribe Hashem. You are part of the Am Hanifcha. You're the Am Segula. You're b'ni b'chayi Yisrael. Shem loves you. But we have a lot of work to do still, so I'm going to control myself now. Okay, so the Rebbe says that if you look now more carefully in the Rambam's words, you'll see this. It will now become literally sweeter, more understandable. Halacha beis the perek beis ve'ilu b'halacha rishayna shabah hadinam esbeach mekaymen mechuvam b'yisib e'mishanim chulu hevi alze es apasuk zem esbeach lo'elul yisrael shenemar la'achar b'chira. Now you'll understand what the Rambam did. Rambam was very very precise in how he wrote his coda, and he put all of that historic information about what else happened in this place in a separate halacha. But first he wrote. Before that, Halacha Rishana, the first Halacha he wrote, he wrote that the Mizbeach, its place is precise and you never change it. Now, he didn't follow in that Halacha with all the things that happened in that place. No. Over there, he cited a Pasuk, Zem Mizbeach Yisrael, that appears in the Torah chronologically after Hashem chose that place. And we'll talk about um, when that happened and, and through its words. And here it is. In Yamim in Chronicles, This is the Pasuk in, 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 in Divrei Hayamim Chronicles, and it tells us that Shlomo started to build the house of Hashem in Yerushalayim on the Mount Moriah, Har Maria, that was shown to David his father that David prepared. And what was this place before that time that Hashem showed it to David? It was the threshing floor of, of a nice Jebusite man named Arnon. Kalamar, that is to say, the Rambam is saying through this that the reason why this place is precise and we don't change it He's trying to tell us that this place is, is non-negotiable and eternally the place, not because of what he's going to list afterwards in the second halacha about what happened there. But it's special It's special because Hashem said, this is the Mizbeach for the offerings of the Jews. And also, and the second pasuk that he brings from, 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 from Deber Yamim. 
These psukim, the Rambam chose them because they come from um, places in the Torah that speak about after Hashem chose that place. And now you'll also understand, this is in the brackets, the says, why is the Rambam so wordy here? Okay, you'll note that this is a recurring theme, that the Rebbe doesn't believe that Rashi or the, Ram, or the Rambam or others just kind of, uh, you know, why not? Like, you know, cut and paste. I mean, they were at Safaria anyway, so why not just take the whole verse? No, that the words that they import are, are important, each and every one. So this is a rather long pasuk. What is the Rambam included in total? <clears throat> Could have just said, David of you. But he says, No, David, it would seem. It would seem that if the Rambam stated purpose is just to bring a proof to cite a text that tells us that the place is in Yerushalayim and Har Maria, it would have been enough for him to bring the beginning of the pasuk. Why bring the whole pasuk? Based on what the Rebbe said, he explained above. We could say through bringing the entirety of the Pasuk, the Rambam is alluding that the fact that this place is non-negotiable and you never change the place is because it's only because Hashem showed this place to David. This is only because of Hashem's choice. And before this choice, there there are no features, there are no inherent aspects of this place that would compel Hashem to choose this place, as it were. No, there's nothing definitive about this place. How does the Rambam allude to this? By bringing the rest of the pasuk, which ends with "Varehu begoyin arnan hayivusi," what was this place before Hashem told David to to build the base of Mikdash? It was it was a threshing floor. And now we will better understand. It will be sweetened for us why the Rambam calls this part of his coda, where he talks about the Beis Hamikdash, he beferush. He specifically calls it the halachas of the Beis Habachira, the laws of the chosen home. Even though later in his code he brings kind of supporting texts for the whole notion of human beings, of a finite creation being able to create a home, as it were, a resting place for the infinite creator of all. And he brings the Pasuk Vasili Mikdash. The Kaidam Mitzvah 
and Aleph Livnois Beis Hamikdash. And um, the Rambam in his preface, he enumerates that there are six mitzvahs involved here, six action items, and the first of which is Livnois Beis Hamikdash. He uses the term Beis Hamikdash. The gam halacha shetekev lachriz ekar lehen hilchos klei hamikdash bias hamikdash. So the Rebbe is pointing out that on one hand, the Rambam, the overall heading for these halachas is hilchos base habechira, the halachas of the chosen home. He is underscoring this idea of chosenness. On the other hand, he's using a term of Kedusha, and Kedusha always connotes that there's something inherently different about that thing. It's set aside for a specific purpose, and it has inherent properties. But he calls it Hilchas Beis HaBechira. Kishitas HaRambam, he Shemailas HaMikdash, he Rak Mitzad Bechiras HaBechadosh Baruch Hu And so the Rebbe opines that the Rambam is broadcasting his opinion that the superlative quality of the Mikdash is simply and solely that God chose that place. Dalit. Vim Timzi Leimar, Ramaz Rambam Lin is a gam, Behilchos, Behalacha Habez Gufa, Sheba, Mona, Esmailas Hamakam. And the Rebbe says, it's if Dalit, he says, and you could even say that the Rambam alluded to this in the very careful wording that he uses in that halacha base, where he seems at first blush to be saying the opposite because he enumerates all of the historic events that took place in this exact spot, which would seem at first blush to be telling us that there's something inherently spectacular and different and set aside about this place. But the Rebbe says, look carefully. After the Rambam, in quite elongated fashion, tells us, after the Rambam, at some length, tells us that we have a tradition about the storied history of this place. After um, he enumerates all of this, if he adds, Amru Chachamim, the sages said, Ak Adam Mimakam Kaparasai Nivra. Probably heard this before, it's a very famous idea that the Archachamim taught us that a person was born from the place that he brought his kapara. In other words, Adam sought atonement from this place. And later on, we would all seek atonement from this place because this became the base of Mikdash. And that's where humanity springs forth from. <clears throat> and we might say, She'en kavanas harambam lahavi makar al umisham nivra. Rebbe says that if you look carefully at what's going on here in this halacha, you will see 
that it's not that by bringing Amru Chachamim Adam and Makam Kavras and Nivra that the Rambam is trying to bring a source, a proof, uh, a proof text, a citation, but he's coming actually again to allude to the idea that all of these events that would unfold in this place, the idea that all of these important things happened is not in contradistinction to the idea that the only thing that distinguishes this place is Hashem's choice. That the distinctive factor of, of the base Habchira of, of Hara Maria is only the fact that Hashem would choose this place and Hashem's choice happened long after all of these historic events. So the Rebbe explains this in Hay. Hatam Sha'adamarisham Bukhulay Baharulahavi Karbanas Bimakam Zadafka. So what's the reason? What it's just happenstance that all these people gravitated to this same space? The reason was Bibnesha Yadu Binivua Shizewha Makamashayifha Hashem Baasid. They knew with their prophetic gift, that this would be the place that Hashem would choose in the future. In other words, it's not the shot that the reason Hashem chose this place is because all of these people had already bought carbonize. And you might even almost say that through their efforts, they changed the space and therefore God chose the place. No, it's the opposite. Hakravasam, carbonize b'makayim zed dafka. The fact that they brought carbonize in this space and not other places, he misuvav is a result. It's not the it's not the factor that compels. It's the result. It's only because they knew through their prophecy, through their nevuah, that Hashem would in the future choose this place. It's kind of reminiscent of the idea that conventionally we think that we celebrate Pesach when we do because it marks the time of the Exodus. But Hasidus explains it's opposite. That, that crevice in time, that island in time, had already been marked and saturated with the spirit of redemption. Therefore, the Exodus could take place during that particular time. So here the Rebbe so far has told us in, 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 in Sif Hay that it's not that Hashem chose this place because so many great things had happened in that place and had kind of marked that place for greatness, but rather the opposite. The reason those great things happened in that place is because the, the, the protagonists knew through their prophecy that this was in the future going to be a great place and therefore they gravitated towards that place. Ella but all of this can only be said about the kabanis that these people brought. Adam, Noyach, I'm sorry, Cain and Hevel, Noyach, and then Avram. 
But how can you say the same thing about what else the Rambam adds happened here? And that is that the first human being was created from exactly that, that spot. The creation of Adam was not something that other people did based on an avua that other great things were going to happen here. This Hashem did. Hashem created Adam from this plot, from this spot. Vim came. Okay, so we have an easy resolution. Obviously, for Hashem, who transcends time, who created time, obviously Hashem knows this is going to be the chosen place, and he could create Adam from there. But that's not the problem. The problem is, nivra it's not that we're not worried about if Hashem knew or not. That, that's, that's not even a question. The issue is that once Hashem created Adam from the earth of that exact spot in the universe, that pu'ula, that action marked that space forever as distinctive. That is already a pu'ula of Bechira. That's already chosenness. So our new problem is that once Hashem chose this spot from which to create Adam Arishan, this spot can no longer ever be anything but a space that is distinctive in, in, in the most profound manner. So then how can you say that all of Yerushalayim was Ra'i for the Shekhinah of Hashem? How could you say that before Yerushalayim was chosen, all of Israel, in other words, X marks the spot from the creation of the human being, of the sixth day of creation. And we said the Bechira can only happen when there are no compelling factors. But it would seem that by Hashem creating other from that place, he definitively changed that spot on earth. And the Rebbe brings here in brackets <clears throat> to, 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 to further explain the problem that we're grappling with here and to underscore it, he brings down from the Tanya. This is so much, this question becomes so much stronger, becomes so much more understood when we reference the very well-known idea. We have this idea that a, a neshamala is brought before Hashem and Hashem um, pronounces all kinds of things about this neshama. But the one thing that Hashem does not pronounce is tzadik v'rosh But Hashem does not say if this neshama will be um, vested and, 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 and will vivify a, in and will vivify a person who will be either a tzadik or a rasha. Why? Of course Hashem knows what's going to be with this neshama, with this person. But if Hashem were to articulate it, if he were to bring it into the realm of the spoken, it would solidify the fact, and now the person loses their bechirah. It would compel the person. It would force the person to act in a certain way because Hashem has already pronounced about them tzaddik or rasha. So the Chab says that this is true. How much more so this is true in our subject matter that we are discussing. Here, we're not just talking about Hashem articulating in speech. Hashem, an action. Hashem created 
Adam from that place. It's an action. It's a compelling feature. Okay, so listen carefully here what the Rebbe does here. And therefore, after listing all the things uh, that are that happened in this place, it's almost like the Rambam now takes the next part of what he's going to say and he separates it by prefacing the Amru Chachamim. Okay, and he emphasizes what does he emphasize? Adam and Makim Nifra. The emphasis is that Adam Arishan was created from that place. Why did Hashem choose that place to create Adam from? Because Hashem knew that that was where Adam was going to gravitate to seek atonement. Adam mimakim kaparasai nivra. Hainu. She'inyan umisham nivra. This is to say that the fact that Hashem created him from this place, who like hinyanim shizkir li'ila ha'karbana she'krivu chulu b'makim zeh shahayu m'pnei she'ba'asin yezem makim ha'sha'if ha'ashem that this is a new category. There were other things that happened in this place. The Rambam enumerates them. But those things happened because those people knew that this was going to be a great place. And so they gravitated there. But this, that Hashem created Adam Arishan for this place, so take a look at which words are bolded. Hashem created from this place because this was the place where Adam would seek atonement. In other words, it's not Hashem's choice to create him from this place. If it was Hashem's choice, it would irrevocably change the nature of this space. And then we can't call it actually a base habachira. But no, Hashem chose this place based on Adam's choice. And so this has nothing to do with the fact that Hashem would later choose it as the base Habakira. And the Rambam alludes to this by prefacing with the words, Amru Chachamim. This is a new, this is a new subject. So yes, there were people, great people, in very noteworthy events, huge events that happened on this place. That happened because they knew that this was going to be the place of the base Habakira. And then there's a separate thing, Amru Chachamim, the Rambam separates it. And our sages told us that a person was created from the place of his atonement. So conventionally we think of that, wow, what beautiful symmetry. That 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 we that we know Hashem knows that we're born, let's just say, less than perfect, and we're going to need atonement. And what poignant symmetry that we come back to where we were born from to seek atonement. But here the Rebbe is saying no. The Rambam is alluding to the fact that Hashem chose this place to create us because that was a place that Adam was going to choose for atonement, and the fact that Adam chose it. It is not a paula that marks this place in a way that makes it non-negotiable. It's still a place like all other places, and Hashem chose it. Vav. Avaladayin ain't a move on. 
But now that we understand this, now we don't understand a new thing. That's that the, the best kind of answer begs for begs a new question. So once we understand that the Rambam is not opining that what's special about this place is the fact that all of these historic events happened here, but rather but it's only and solely because Hashem chose it in Cain. So if, if in fact, the Rambam is saying, just like the Chinuch says, that what's special about this place is Hashem chose it, and that's all, then why in fact does he bring us this? Does he want to entertain us? Is it because he recognizes that law is often boring, so you have to throw in some, you know, historic details, bring it to life? Is it a pedagogical tool? What is he doing here? But after all, this is a codex of halacha, not history. The Rebbe says no. We might say that when the Rambam brings all of these historic events, he is teaching us that this is the basis of why you can never change the place of the Mizbeach. Why does the Rambam have to do this? If Hashem chose it, that should be reason enough. <laughs> well, we have to, oh, oh, Nayach ratifies God's choice. Oh, right. Avram gives God validation. I mean, if Hashem chose it, he chose it. But now it's not so simple. It's true that Hashem chose this place, and that should be enough. We shouldn't need anything more. The fact that Hashem chooses this place still does not completely prove, and it doesn't obviate the possibility that there should be a change later. And the Rebbe brings a parallel to this. Look, take the paradigm of monarchy in Judaism. God shows David and his progeny and his lineage to be the seed of monarchy for all time. To him and to his male descendants, monarchy will belong eternally. And yet, and still in all, and the Rambam himself paskins this halacha, that if a prophet will come and he will appoint a king from other Shvatim, not from Shevet Yehuda, not from the Davidic line, if the Navi appoints this king from a different Shevet, albeit, then it's still a king, and all of the commandments regarding kingship devolve. But we have a tradition that the monarchy will always return to the Davidic line. So even if we have a king, and we did have from, from, other, from other lines, but at a certain point, it will stop. 
it will cease. But in other words, the Rebbe wants to bring that here's an example of something that Hashem chose. Hashem chose Shevet Yehuda for monarchy. Hashem chose David and Melech for monarchy. But it doesn't mean it's to the exclusion of other possibilities. It doesn't mean that there cannot be a time in history where it will veer in a little bit of a different direction. And so we could ask the same thing about the Beis HaMikdash. From where do we learn the absolute exclusion of any other place to be a place where Hashem Shekhinah will rest, where you'll bring karbanis after Hashem chose it for the base of Shiloh. And specifically, we might ask about Shiloh. That was also chosen by Hashem. The Mishkan rested in Shiloh for 369 years. This is not a, a tiny blip. Of time. This is almost rivals uh, the, the length of the base of each one of the base of Middash, but in Middash stood. It would seem that when we cite that puzzle, that this is the house of Hashem, that this is the Mizbeach, that it's not to the exclusion of other places. In fact, you could ask the same question about Arsinai, which was the first place that the Mishkan was set up. That was where Moshe Rabbeinu set up the Mishkan for the first time. And that is the question that the Rambam answers. In Perak Aleph, Valderach Zerkan, and in and in like fashion here, Lachain Hevi Rambam Raya Shabinidun Zer Hoisa Habachira Ba'ifen Hashoilel Mikoimis Achirim, and therefore the Rambam brings carefully ideas that obviate and completely exclude the possibility of Hashem's resting being in any other place. After Hashem chooses this place, and because this place would be completely non-negotiable, completely unchangeable, and transferable, there would be no other place after this place. That is why Adam Harishain and Nayach and Kain and Havel and Nayach and Avram, etc gravitated towards the place with their nevu of knowing that this would be. In Bechiras HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lai Shalala Mekhaimas Acherim, Lama Daiku Kol Eila Lahavi Karpnaseim, Rak B'Makam HaMechuban, Shebahar HaMaria Atzma. If, the Rebbe says, Hashem choosing Hara Maria would not have excluded other places from being chosen later in time, why would all of these people have chosen Dafka, this place? Why would they all in their distinctive generations have converged on the same exact idea? And so it's understood, the Rambam brings all this to, to bring to our attention this idea, to underscore this idea that once Hashem chose this place, yes, 
it excluded any other places. And therefore, if somebody wanted to bring a korban in a certain place, based on what would happen in future time, obviously only in this place, would converge only on this place because of its distinctiveness as the chosen space. Now, the Rebbe takes us deeper in this Alpi Chasidus. In the innermost understanding, we can explain. We have to preface. Rabbi says we have to preface with what's explained in Hasidus and other places. And Hasidus has explained these two ideas, Bechira, choice, and Kedusha, sanctity. And the Rebbe reminds us that he has already pointed out to us that when it came to the base of Mikdash, the Rambam used both of these terms. He used the term Bechira because that is the global title for the halachas about the base of Mikdash. And yet he uses the term Mikdash in many places. Hilchas base of Bechira. Because each one of these ideas, on the one hand, Bechira, and on the one hand, Kedusha, each one has its distinctive uh, attribute. When you say about a particular thing that it's holy, that it's Kaddish, you're basically saying that the sanctity has suffused that thing and has become one with it. And therefore you describe the thing as holy. But on the other hand, but when you say that the holiness is connected to a thing, and the thing, because all things are by definition limited, so then the holiness of the thing has to be limited by the fact that it's a thing. So it's a limited holiness. And this is true also in space. When you call something a holy space, it's still a limited type of holiness because every space is by definition limited. In fact, that's what makes it a space. Its limitations is what makes it a distinctive space, right? But in contradistinction, Bechira. But when you talk about choice, Bechira, when we talk about God's choice, it's not something that comes out of what was chosen. But it's rather because of the one who chose. Because he chose. And 
pursuant to what we're discussing here, we're talking about a space that Hashem chose. <coughs> and here's what happens. When uh, Hashem chooses a space, and and um, just to circle back to what we talked about earlier, what Mashi raised, so when Hashem chooses a people, Hashem cho- chooses each one of those people, then that space receives and achieves a holiness that is infinite, that is without limitations. Why? Because Hashem is without limitations. And, and, and just one, one more thing, I, I'm sorry to digress. When somebody says, how important is this mitzvah? So the only intelligent answer is to ask yourself, well, who, who gave us this mitzvah? Hashem chose this activity, which means the importance of that activity is infinite because it's Hashem's choice that you, that you engage in this activity. So, so what's the question? How important is it? It's infinitely important because it's Hashem's choice. But on the other hand, but on the other hand, once we establish that its greatness flows from the one who chose it, then it's not, then you don't, I guess in, in, in contemporary vernacular, then you don't own it. It's not yours. It's holy because Hashem chose it. And therefore, we have to bring our own service to bear. In order that the holiness should be all suffusive and should enter us, we have to bring our service to bear on this. So again, Kedusha is limited, but it's inherent and intrinsic and all suffusive. Bechira is transcendent and therefore without limitation, but its transcendence, its aloofness, has a deficit. And that is exactly its, its strength, that it's transcendent. And so then it's not ours. Then how do we, tiny humans with all of our foibles and our frailties, how do we get in? On this. So the Rebbe says that's the place of our to make it ours. And so this is what the Rambam wants to explain. This is the binary that the Rambam is pulling on in his Hilchas Beis Habachira. So in the first halacha where the Rambam says that this is the precise location and you never change it and this is its place eternally. So eternity is something that's infinite. It's without, it's without any limitation. But once you're talking about something eternal, you're talking about something that cannot be effected, cannot be effectuated through the overtures of human being. Or the place itself. This can only become 
a place that is eternally <clears throat> distinctive and holy by, by Hashem, who is eternal and chose it. And this is an Indian that is higher, that transcends any type of limitation or delineation. And so to bolster this idea, to prove this idea, the Rambam brings the Pasuk, But in Halacha Beis, but by bringing all of those historic events, starting from Adam Arishan, the Rambam is saying, but this place did already have a measure, Mugbeles, Kedusha Mugbeles, a measure of holiness. So what the Rambam is doing by bringing both halachas is, he is teaching us that this place has both qualities, the quality of Bechira and the quality of Kedusha. And now we understand, we circle back and we understand that the Rambam is not actually contradicting himself when in one place he says that it is simply God's choice. And that's the only distinctive characteristic. And in another, he lists all these things that happened. When in Hilchas Beis HaBechira, he seems to be talking about that this is an auspicious place because all of these things happened. He, it's not a contradiction to the fact of what he says that this place was chosen. Because here he's talking about the Kedusha aspect of the place. And the Kedusha is something that a person can effectuate. And therefore he lists all the great people that did great things there. But when the Rambam wants to talk about the other aspect, and that is the Bechira that Hashem chose it, and that again is an infinite aspect. There he says, no, it's not, it's not a special place. It's not a cleave in the same way that fingers are not a cleave for your ideas. The fact that Hashem Shechina rests there, it's merely like that place is a conduit. It's passing through on, 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 the, on the assembly line or on an escalator, just like your ideas pass through your fingers. But that's not where the Shechina actually is vested. Not like your ideas percolate in your fingers. In contradiction, the Ramban, so look what the Rebbe does here. The Rebbe takes the Ramban and, and, and says, the Ramban opines that because of Hashem's power as a kol yachal, because Hashem could do anything, and especially after Hashem chose that place, Nas is gam hakdusha built belikvol vehimis labeshes b'makayim. 
once the Ebesha chooses that place, then, then even the Kedusha could become built in Mugbelas, it becomes without, a, without any parameters. It's as if to say that, hey, the Ramban could, the Ramban, that is saying that it's like the Ramban is saying, your fingers could become the seed of your intelligence. Why not? If the Abishra were to choose that, <laughs> that, of course that could be the case. And we could add in accordance with, in addition, um, also with, 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 with the opinion of the Rambam, that the limited Kedusha that is attached to this place that that also is attached to Hashem's Bechira. Because why did all these people build their Mizbechais there? Why did they invest this place with Kedusha? Because they knew that Hashem was going to choose it. So that means that the Kedusha that they invest in this place also flows from, from the Bechira. And so therefore this elucidates it sweetens the word that Avram prayed and, 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 and what he did. We say this every day in Kabbanus. That every single day we will see this. That, that even what we choose, what we do, our overtures, all, the Kedusha is linked in the Indian of Bechira, in the transcendent Indian of Bechira. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed. Um, this is this is a sikha that has to be studied again and again and again. Um, and they should hope that we should be able to make all holy choices and, and, and pull on the transcendence that gives rise to, to all of these choices in, in our everyday. I wish everybody a, a wonderful week and we have to really wish each other now after Tuba'av. So it's already time to wish each other all good things for the coming year, Mitzvah Kol Tov, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Any other questions? Kol Tov, thank you. <laughs>